0: Welcome to Story Over Everything with Edward Atwell and Chaz Reed. What's going on, everybody? This is Aaron Edward Atwell with Edward Atwell Films. Here with season two of Story Over Everything Wedding Videography Podcast with my co-host, Chaz Reed. What's happening, Chaz?
1: Yo, 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 yo. What's going on, everybody? We've missed you. Hope you've missed us, too.
0: Dude, how have you been? what's What's been happening in your uh,
1: your planet? Oh man, I've been um, I've been a busy bumblebee. Um, I've had, luckily, I've had the past two weekends off, mm-hmm. so I haven't had a wedding. But every other weekend, I've had a wedding, and every weekend moving forward, I have a wedding until um, I think like mid. November, oh my something. gosh, so yeah, <laughs> there's no downtime for me. I don't, I won't have a social life, guys. So, Aaron, don't be tagging me on no Facebook posts because <laughs> I ain't <don't> gonna see it.
0: <laughs> oh man, you till mid November, yeah. How are you gonna edit yeah. all those,
1: man? I'm not, I'm not, um, <laughs> I'm past those days, guys. Um, <laughs> You know, maybe maybe next year I might switch it up. But other than that, I'm I'm outsourcing everything. Um, I might edit a teaser every now and then just because they're kind of fun. But um, other than that, no, I just outsource. Man,
0: that is a that's a lot of weddings, dude. That's like (laughs) that's going to be a problem.
1: Yeah, I, or think a it, solution, I think my I mean, final count was like 40, 42. Dang. But for well,
0: look, that's yeah. good for business, though. That's going to be a lot of referrals, you know, 2020 and forward.
1: Yeah. Yeah. What you been up to, dude?
0: Man, not doing 42 weddings, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've only got probably got 12 total this year. Um, yeah. But that's OK. I've been doing, you know, as you know. Uh, I've been shifting over to a lot of commercial work,
1: right.
0: um, which is going really well. And I'm, I'm excited about that. The reason I like them, uh, apart from they're super easy is they often have larger budgets and they right. can pay right now, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because they have like operating expenses and they can just like cut a check right. as opposed to like, let me wait eight more months to get this, uh, rest of this wedding money. But mm-hmm. I'm not, uh, I'm not getting out of weddings totally. Uh, what I've done mostly is just narrow down the people I want to work with. And right. and if I don't want to work with them, I'm just not going to do it because I don't, at this point right now, I don't have to. <clears throat> so that's what I've been up to, man. And I've got, you know, if any, I don't know, man, I've got so many videos to edit uh, because I've been doing so many shoots. I've not had any time to edit. Yeah. Um, and I'm a little weary, wary. I don't know the right word for that. I don't know if you know that word. But like, I don't really like sending things out to edit because I just don't trust people, Chaz.
1: Oh, I get it, man. I get it. It's, it's, um, it's definitely something that you have to have patience with and understand that the person that you're sending it off to, they're not you. Yeah. But um, if you have enough patience with them and they have enough patience with you they can get to the point where they can understand more of your style and how you like things um, done and to look. Um, I'm not going to say that so far as um, color grading and stuff like that is concerned, because that's kind of like what your eye Mm -hmm. sees. But so far as you, you know, having them to tell a story, it might not be the same exact story you would tell, but, it's still a good story, you know?
0: So. Yeah, I feel that because I mean, I'm sure that, like, I know I'm not the best editor, probably even in my town, but, like, I know there's people out there that you could send stuff to and be like, man, this is really good. Like, they did better than I would have.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But there's also a lot of people out there that you're like, did they use, like, Windows Movie Maker or something? Yeah. And like, you know, when a client's paying good money, you know, you don't want to turn something in that's like, Man, I don't feel like I got what I what I wanted, you know. Right. So that's right. that's what I struggle with, and that's why I stay so busy. I really need to delegate that, but you gotta find the right person first at the right price. Because some people they just want to charge
1: a lot of money. Right, I agree. And You gotta. It's like I said. It's, it's an experiment. I've had cheap editors. I've had expensive editors. I've had good cheap editors. I've had crappy expensive editors. <laughs> So it's just kind of like, it's just a gamble, man. But once you find that person, like it took me, it took me about two years to find the the company that I'm working with now. Mm-hmm. And they understand, you know, like if, I, if they send me a video, if I have them to change anything, it's like super minor, you know, like, oh, I don't like that shot or that transition right there or something. Like, it's like really minor. But other than that, man, everybody is to the point now where, I can exert all of my energy on a wedding day mm-hmm. and I know that I did my best and I know when I send it to him and I get it back, I'm going to be blown away because it's like you can't, if you're giving the the right ingredients for a pizza, you know, and, and, and you, you're told how to make it, you can't. You really can't mess it up, you know, if you follow the direction.
0: Yeah, so that's a good point, man. And it all comes back to pizza. I think we talk about yeah, that a lot on here.
1: So. We do, man. I looked at you, and that's why I thought of pizza, man.
0: <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> uh, life is like one big pizza, people. Um, yeah. You just, you got to have the right ingredients, and sometimes it just doesn't turn out good. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, well, dude, that's awesome. Uh, I'm glad that you got a lot of weddings. Um, and, you know, I'm Looking forward to season two here and, you know, where it takes everybody. Um, But so we've got some now that we've we've caught up a little bit today, we're going to go over some questions um, because it's been a minute since we've done one of these. We're going to dive right into the user question. User questions. That's not the right word. Listener questions, audience questions, whatever you want to call them. Um, So question one, Chaz. This one's from Kyle Tindall. He wants us to talk about the lust of buying new gear and why you don't need it.
1: Hmm.
0: Hmm. Dude, this is... I'll let
1: you start this one off, man.
0: Well, this is something that I think almost anybody, I, just because I don't know everybody, I would be tempted to say everybody, but I'm not going to. All right. Almost everybody, I think, struggles with this. Because, I don't know, man. I think just as... Like whoever does video, I just feel like this is the kind of people we are like, you know, that new camera that comes out or that new, you know, gimbal or new drone, new lens, whatever it is. You always feel like, oh, man, if I had that, then, you know, X, Y, Z, like I could be better. It would look cooler. It would do this. Right. Uh. But dude, like if we're being honest and I know I think me and you both agree on this like you really don't need it right i mean like uh the other day i was at a shoot uh and i had to use my a7s and i mean when was that even released
1: it's like man probably like if i had to i would say what year is it now 19 yeah Maybe like maybe like six years ago I wanna say.
0: Yeah, I mean it's, every,
1: it's it's kinda it's it's up there.
0: It's a minute. Like it's been a while. But yeah. like it did what I needed it to do, you know? Like I, I did the shoot, it went well, the client loves it, so what else is important, you know? Right, right. Dude, not only that <clears throat> uh I went to another shoot that you know, so I've got this the vlog camera I have now is a Canon S L two. Um, so it's a crop sensor DSLR Canon, like a few hundred bucks. And I use that on a, on a professional shoot. And, mm. and the client is cool with it. Like they, like they're not looking at it and thinking like, wait, is this eight bit? Like, right. you know, that's not how people think. Right. Just like with everything else uh, in video production and weddings, like I've never, and you know, tell me if you have, I've never... You know, sent a video to a couple and then come back with any any at all type of like technical comments, you know, like, right. oh, were you shooting like with clear image zoom on? Like they don't that's not what they're doing. You know,
1: nah. what, I've had people ask in the beginning, what do I shoot with?
0: Oh, I've had people ask that. But I mean, yeah, like once not, they not once they watch the video, uh, you know, I've, I've never even almost had something like that happen. Yeah. Um but it's kind of like there's that saying out there somewhere, I don't know who said it, but people won't remember what you say, they'll just remember how you made them feel. Um mm-hmm. like as far as, you know, first experiences with people go. Um and I think it's the same way with video. Like people aren't paying attention to like, you know, is this 1080? Is this 4K? Like is this downsampled or something? Like what they're paying attention to is how did this Story you put together made them feel, um and as long as you have something that you can put a story together with, then you don't really need anything else
1: um, yeah I, I, um as everybody knows, I used to be like a super big gearhead, yeah, you did, but you know after just like hanging out with Aaron and you know taking Philip White's class <laughs> and actually trying it like my the level of gear lust i have now is like zero like it's non-existent and i think what also helped with that is i don't i don't watch gear reviews and stuff like that on youtube anymore Mm -hmm. like i don't know what's the latest camera um i don't either dude i don't know like the last time i've actually watched anything like that and um i do know when i used to watch it i'll be like oh my camera's doo-doo like i need to get something different (laughs) Mm -hmm. but Um, like, uh, the other day I second shot at a wedding and I used the, um, the a seven three with the, with the 50 mil. And I shot like the whole day. Mm -hmm. I was just chilling, like one battery, one lens. And the dude texts me back like two days later. He was like, yo, your, your shots are so, they're so dope. Like (laughs) you just get to the point where you don't And it's crazy that I'm saying, it's like, I I legit was the guy that used to have like six or seven cameras. Mm -hmm. I used to carry like two Pelican cases to a wedding. (laughs) And now it's like, I have everything that I take on a wedding fits in a little bag that I keep on my shoulders all day. And um, a Pelican case with everything else that I need. Like, that's it. And um, it's just... Don't, don't, don't get so wrapped up in the hype and, and trends of things, you know, because like Aaron was saying, it doesn't matter, you know, like people aren't going to come back to you with the technical aspects of things. Mm-hmm. When, when Philip White says he shoots stuff and sometimes it has a noise and he doesn't care. I was like, boom, whoa. <laughs> Like this guy makes like all of his wedding films are like five figure films. Yeah. Like, and he has noise in his films, and he's like, it. It just says what it is, pretty much.
0: <laughs> it doesn't
1: matter. Right? It doesn't. It doesn't because only the only people that critique this type of stuff is us, mm-hmm. the people that make films, you know, or the photographers, the people that do it. But for the regular Joe, we can shoot it on an iPhone, and if it's done right, they'll be blown away. They will be. So, yeah, the four. I don't even shoot a four K. Like I shoot I a four K every blue moon, like. I don't know. It's just, I, I guess maybe I, I just don't shoot to the point where it really benefits me. Like if I needed to crop or, you know, reframe certain things, okay, okay, I'll take, I'll take that back. I do shoot 4K, but I shoot 4K on one camera for one particular thing. And that's my safety camera Dude. that's in the middle of the aisle mm-hmm. at a ceremony.
0: I was about to say the same exact thing. That's the only camera throughout the day that's that the I have on only 4K. Camera.
1: Because the rest of my cameras, you know, my composition's good, my color is good, my focus is good, my framing's good. It's just, it's what I want. Yeah. And, you know, that safety camera, you know, it just gives you options. Mm-hmm. But other than that, uh, it just looks so much better. The uh, the 10-bit, it looks so, you know, <laughs> I, I get it, you know, but I just, I just shoot in real world stuff, man. And, um it's just that mess doesn't matter no like seriously like it really does
0: once you get out there in the field and you're shooting like like you said real world shooting like it's just not coming into play not for weddings mm. so let me let me tell you this here's when so like i think we had this conversation a few days ago you were like you know what's next on your you know your gear purchase list um and i think both of us were like nothing <laughs> Like I don't have anything out there that I'm trying to get, but so here's, here's when I decide when I need to upgrade something. Um, It's when I sell a project that needs something that I don't have. Right. So like, you know, if, uh, if I meet with a customer or a couple and you know, they have a specific vision for like this slider shot. Okay. Now it's time to get a slider, right? Not before. Then, and every time I upgrade anything, it's always when the client is paying for it. So I'm not going to take like, you know, part of my paycheck and go out here and buy, you know, a new gimbal. Uh When when I need that gimbal because a, a customer is like, hey, I want to do some walking shots where I'm talking to a camera. Okay, yeah. pay me a deposit, then I'll go get a gimbal. Right. Right. It's just, it's just how I do things. Like I, I'm never upgrading anything until
1: it's needed, you know. Yeah, I'm, Um, I'm kind of, I'm kind of similar, but I differ because I don't, I'm not going to, I'm not going to upgrade because I need a particular thing or something. I'm going to upgrade or purchase because it's going to make things easier, you know, it's going to like, um, I got, when I first got the a6500, I got it for a gimbal camera, you know, because the autofocus is really good
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I needed something because what was happening, I was shooting with my a7s2 on a gimbal, but because I was shooting manual focus, I would, I would miss a lot of shots. Like they weren't spot on in focus, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Yeah. And certain things I couldn't deliver to couples because this was out of focus Mm -hmm. or I had to say it was a camera problem. So now I have a problem when it comes to my business. Now I need to find a resolution for that. Yeah. You know? So therefore a 6,500 lightweight, good autofocus. Hmm. Let me go ahead and get this camera. Mm -hmm. Now what, what did I shoot on my gimbal? That's it. That's it. That's the only camera that goes on my gimbal. And I'm getting to the point where I barely use my gimbal, you know, Mm -hmm. but, um, it's whenever I have, you know, a problem, a yeah. problem per se. It's not necessarily, it doesn't have to be a bad thing, but if I want something to be a little easier because on a wedding day or even in a commercial shoot, you're already thinking about a million bazillion things, mm-hmm. you know, if you can spend some money to think about one less thing, why not do it? Yeah, it's usually you know? worth it. I think my next, one of my next purchases, um, it's probably I'm just gonna probably switch from my Canon lenses that I have to Sony lenses. Yeah. Why? Because I'm tired of using adapters, you know. Um it helps better with the the autofocus whenever I'm shooting in autofocus on anything, whatever. Um the manual lenses, I'll probably still keep my manual lenses just because I love the way that they look, you know? Yeah. Like um it's just something about them, the color, the feel, the bokeh, all of that. I just, I like it. Mm-hmm. So I'll use that. But I'm doing a lot of solo shooting to where I kind of want this camera to stay right here. And, okay, you can think on your own. It's okay. You're just shooting the bride and groom, you know, sitting down while their their friend is telling their speeches or something, mm-hmm. you know. But, um, yeah, other than that, bro, like. I might change my I might get that little slim, that really slim audio recorder.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna get that too.
1: That Philip White has. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I might get like two of those. And the only reason why I had a wedding where they had two um officiants. Yep. You know, even though I passed into the um the DJ's audio, they were a little slack with passing the mic back and forth. Mm-hmm. Okay. So in order to eliminate, okay, eliminate that. Okay, you guys got two mics. Okay, boom, boom. Problem solved. Problem solved. I don't have to think about it
0: anymore. Yeah, that was the only other time I upgrade to. Um, Like if I'm doing something and, you know, you've reached the limit of something that you're currently doing. Right. Uh, right. So, you know, like the 8-bit, 10-bit stuff. Um, You know, if you find that you're color grading and you're doing a lot of outside weddings and you're getting some banding in the sky that's ugly. Right. Like, okay, now it might be time to either look at your grading or look at your camera. And, you know, you might need to upgrade. Right. Because, you know, if that's what you want to deliver is that type of grade, then, you know, as your business, you might need to upgrade. Right. But until you, until you have a problem or hit the limits, don't get stuck into that, you know, ooh, this is nice. I'm going to get that. You know, let me get this new thing, that new thing. Because chances are you, you're probably wasting money. Right. And the whole point of this, besides having fun and living the life you want, is to make a profit.
1: Right.
0: And that lust will eat into that profit quick. Oh, man. So fast. you shoot
1: you, shooting with my lust right now. I know. I love it. <laughs> I, I spent, like, what, five, five, almost six grand on that camera? Yeah. And we swapped, and I took your um, <laughs> A7 III, mm-hmm. and, like, I shoot, like, the whole day with this A7 III. Like, I love it. Yeah. And I could have bought, like, what, three, two or three <laughs> with the same amount of money. But yeah. that was my loss, you know, my loss. His game. Yeah. And that's just the way it is, man. So don't get wrapped up in that mess, man. I don't, man. <laughs>
0: yeah, and I, I will say, man, I love that FS5. It's so mm. nice. Mm. It's so nice. But, I mean, like, like you just said, though, like, you know, it's a loss. And I know I can already hear some people saying, like, oh, that's easy for y'all to say. You got an A7 III and an FS5 and an A7S two and all this other stuff but you know before you look at that like i could just as easily you know if i didn't have this already like i wouldn't go buy it you know like uh luke sent me a guy the other day um who's making killer videos with a panasonic g7 it's like 300 bucks and his stuff looks really really good so like you know it's all you just you got to come back to that like if you don't need it it's not solving a problem just, go? just don't even don't even look at them don't research yeah. the reviews don't watch it on YouTube don't do no little my camera versus that camera on YouTube don't do it just don't, don't do it at all don't. but i
1: tell you boy it's <laughs> a black hole man <laughs>
0: yeah Chaz is speaking from experience over here Yo, uh, and I've done I'm it too you. man like especially when I was starting out um, and you know I wasn't really confident in what I was doing I yeah. always felt
1: like maybe this gear will give me more confidence and it never was the case not even one time right Right, it's crazy because I can, I I, I'm willing to bet like I can legit go get my old camera, like my T3I, Mm -hmm. and make like a dope video like right now. But it's not because of the camera; it's because of the experience and the and the things that I've learned Mm -hmm. and done. You know, I know on that T3I, I'm gonna have to bring lights to a reception. Yeah, you know, (laughs) I'm gonna have some. I'm gonna have to have fast lenses, but. That's pretty much it. Like, that's it. You yeah. Know, maybe slow motion, but you can make a wedding. You can make a film without shooting slow motion. You can, and it still be dope. But, Kyle, put your wallet back down. <laughs> keep using them GH fours or them three or, or fives, whatever, right, whatever. Hang on. The if if you
0: got a GH three, it might be time to upgrade, though.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, I'm that is playing. what I had. Yeah, you got a GH three. You need to let that go. <laughs> You need to throw that thing away. Don't even (laughs) don't even sell it. Like, (laughs) yeah.
0: Oh, that's too funny. Well, hopefully, hopefully they get they get what we mean on this. Don't don't buy the new gear unless it's like absolutely necessary. Right. Because then with that extra money, you can take your significant other out or you can, you know, put a down payment on that
1: house or Or you can save it up so you can quit your job. There we go. That's just an idea. That's what I like to hear. Really, I
0: don't know, like, I don't know a lot of full-time filmmakers, and I don't know, like, if everyone wants to quit their job or if they're looking for, like, a side hustle,
1: Right.
0: but this is the greatest thing ever, like, waking up and deciding how you use your time as opposed to someone else telling you what to do with it. Oh, yeah. It's a, I mean, it's like a miracle. It's it's insane, but that's another podcast. <laughs> <clears throat> so we covered question one. Uh, let's hop on question two here. Um, question two is how to get great audio. Um, and I think this question is from Gail. I don't know if I'm saying that properly. Uh, so if I'm not, I apologize. Um, do you want to start this one off or you want me to start it off, Chaz?
1: Um, great audio. Um, to me, great audio is set it and forget it type audio. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is just my personal opinion. You guys can watch YouTube and watch all the wireless mic reviews and all this and that, you know, waste your life away. But so to me, the most reliable audio that I've had, period, unless it was my stupidity and error, was my Tascam dr 10 L's. Boom. It's the L's. Yep. Yeah, because you just record it and just, I'll get it when you're done and I'll come back later. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, I just posted a teaser, man, and the reception audio was the a couple of times I've used the setup that Aaron does um, where you attach this audio recorder to the microphone. Mm-hmm. And I was listening to that audio and I was like, man, that is, that is crispy. It is. That's like music, mu- movie quality. Um <laughs> that's been really good um to me as well but i think i think when it comes to audio you have to understand like you like your what your peaking is like Mm -hmm. what peaking means um i use i use um sound soap which is i love it i golly it's amazing and what it is is it's like a um it's like an audio cleaner, fixer up type thing. Like, so say you have um, you recorded audio, like like on a podcast. Like, right now I'm using a Tascam DR60, and I know that I can hear, you know, like the hissing or like the air conditioning in the background. Uh-huh. But sound soap, you can let sound soap recognize that noise, and it like filters it out to like, you're like, whoa, that, oh, like the sound is completely gone. Right. But it doesn't like make your voice sound weird. Like, like a robot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, like on the, um, the audio thing on, um, Final Cut. Mm-hmm. I forgot what the exact thing is called. The noise reduction. Yeah. Like it doesn't do that. It's like, it's, it's really smart, you know, but, um, it's just really getting your hands on the right equipment. Some of it might be expensive and just do what you have to do. Like if you can only afford, one task camp dr 10 l um put it on the pastor you know put it on the groom put it on one person and just take it like that if if that's the only thing you get uh dang, um hang it in front of the dj's speakers during the reception you know don't don't limit yourself you know strictly based off your budget it's options out there it's just a matter of of trying to them and seeing what really works for you. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So I think that <clears throat> uh, number one thing is anything is better than on camera audio. Mm-hmm. So if you can only afford, you know, like a $50 recorder and a $15 lav mic, that's going to sound better than your camera will. Yep. Um, now it's not going to be like Emmy award winning audio, but it's going to sound better. Um, another thing I'll say is the closer your recorder is to the subject, the better, right? Mm -hmm. So don't rely on, you know, the Rode VideoMic Pro on your camera, um, because it's going to pick up everything. It's going to pick up everything in that direction, including the catering people setting up or, you know, whatever it is that you don't really want to capture. Um, for my ceremonies, it's a Tascam dr 10 l and I don't, I don't see a reason to ever change that. Also, I got, I got a question for you, and I've, I've never understood this. <clears throat> There's the group of people out there that are like, you really need you know, a good wireless system so you can patch it into the camera and you can monitor your audio while you're doing it. But I don't understand that because let's say you're monitoring your audio in the middle of a ceremony and it's off. Well, what are you going to do? You're going to stop the ceremony to fix it. <laughs> like, so. That, oh
1: man. I never thought of that.
0: You know what I'm saying though? Like you're listening to it and you're like, Oh, that volume's too high. Like, hold up. Hey, time out guys. Like, no, no one's going to do that. So you don't, you don't need that. Don't buy into that. You know, I need this 800 a $1,000 wireless system because once it's set, there's nothing you can do because you, you can't interrupt that stuff. That mm-hmm. would, that would be much worse than bad audio. <laughs> um. No, I could see on, on some commercial projects where it may be beneficial, where you can, right. like, cut uh, and let's redo this. But as far as weddings go, uh, a Tascam dr 10 l is probably, it's just the best option, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, especially considering how much it costs. It's not expensive. I think it's like $199. Uh, and that's, that's definitely worth that. Yeah. Uh, Zoom
1: has one, too, but I, I don't know the name of it.
0: I don't either. Um, the, uh, the little recorder we were talking about, the skinny one that you put in their pocket, uh, I do want to get one of those. I think that's the uh, Sony TX650 or something like that. Yeah. Um, I've watched some reviews on those. They look good. Uh, I haven't bought one yet because, like I said, I don't need it yet. Um, but I eventually do want to add it to my, you know, my kit. But the, the other thing I'll say about getting good audio, uh, there's two more things I want to say. The first is always have a backup plan. Mm-hmm. So, like I said earlier, you know, don't rely on the road on top of your camera, but do use it because, you know, let's say there's an issue and, you know, the groom accidentally unplugs his mic. That road is going to be better than nothing. Yep. Right. And it's better than nothing. Yeah. You always want to have a, a redundancy, uh, you know, in play, especially for audio, um, because it's it's not hard to capture it. But if you don't have it it makes a big difference mm-hmm. um so you have those redundancies in place uh you know for my toasts i always use my little sony recorder with my mic sleeve um and i i love the results like i couldn't be happier but you know i i do want to also like you said have that uh have mic draped over the speaker plug in with the dj do something uh just in case you know because you never know what's going to happen right <laughs> <clears throat> the other thing I'll say about plugging in with a DJ, uh, I don't plug in with DJs just because I have i don't trust them. Um, nope. So just a word of warning, if you're plugging in with a DJ on his soundboard, I'll do it. maybe also use another system as well. Because every time I've plugged in with a DJ, except once, it's messed up.
1: Man, I can't even think of a once time, the one time it didn't.
0: <laughs> like, you know, they'll have I've had them forget to switch. They'll switch channels and forget to switch my thing over with it. Yeah, um, I've had them. You know, they'll plug it in with a certain mic, and because I don't know if this is for everybody, but the DJs I often work with are kind of weird about using their gear. Like, they they get kind of like I don't know, man. Like, you sure you should plug up to this? Right. um so like i've had them switch the channels i've had them switch mics in the middle of a toast and you know yeah. then you don't have that channel uh I, I think one of the safest methods is you know using the speaker out and in the back um yeah. but like i said i've had some that are like i don't know like you know i don't really want you doing that so it's like you know what are you going to do if you get to a wedding and the DJ's like nah, like Last videographer did that and they scratched up all my gear. Like, I'm not, I can't do that anymore. Well, hopefully, that's not your only system because then you're in trouble. Now, yeah. what you can do if you get into that situation, and I, I've had to do this one time, is the DJ was like, nah, like, we're not gonna do that. And, you know, for me, like, the couple is paying me good money to make sure they have that audio. So I just went to the bride and I was like, hey, you know, like, you guys paid for this. And, you know, the DJ's not having it. He doesn't he doesn't want me to do that. Now, I don't, I don't recommend this. Like, I don't like causing waves of trouble at a wedding. But, well, I'm just saying, like, if it's going to be somebody's head, it ain't going to be mine. Right. right. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. I just found her when she was just like hanging out uh, with her her bridesmaids and was like, hey, like, it's not really a problem. but I just want to let you know. And she was like, oh, no, I'll fix that. And she just went over there. and He was like, he's plugging in. And he was like, yes, ma'am. And that was the end of it. Um, Hell yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, like, I don't recommend making trouble at weddings because uh, I can guarantee you that DJ will never recommend me to anybody. But, oh, well. yeah, like, at the end of the day, you got to provide what you got to provide for the couple. Like, if she paid yeah. me for it, like, I'm not about to give her a refund. So, you know, that's, that's that. Yeah. <clears throat> um, any other audio tips,
1: Chaz. Nah, man, we, I think we covered everything on that one. Yeah. Um, and like you
0: said, though, one last thing. Um, if you only have one task cam, which I only use one um, for my ceremonies, I just put it on the groom. It's got a nice omnidirectional mic and it picks up everybody well. Like, right? mm-hmm. I've not had any issues so far, um, you know, from the task cam anyway. So if you only got one, use the one. If you've got two, it can help to put one on the officiant and the groom. Uh, mm-hmm. some people mic up the bride with the white one, but that just seems weird to me. Like,
1: yeah, I'm not doing that.
0: Yeah. I just like the least trouble I can put a bride through on her wedding day. I feel like it's better for me. Yeah. Like I don't want to have to run wires through her dress. That just seems awkward. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> um, so let's move to question three, Chaz, uh, which will be our, uh, our final question for this episode. Uh, question three. Do you remember who asked this one? Um. same person okay so this one also was from Gail um, mm-hmm. or if I'm pronouncing that wrong like I said I do apologize how to command the crowd as an introvert um, so here's my thing don't don't command the crowd that's my number one tip um, I think that in my stuff like you know I can't speak for everybody but I work much better when I'm capturing what they're actually doing mm-hmm. and not trying to set something up or stage something. <laughs> With that being said, you know, there's some situations where you might want to, you know, if you've got, you know, a really nice, uh, sound view, you know, of the water the sun setting and you're like, oh man, I'd like to have a couple out here. Okay. So now you're going to run into this problem. Like how do you command people as an introvert? Um, you know, I'm not an introvert. Uh, me and Chaz, were talking about this as well. And, you know, if I need to tell somebody to do something, I just tell them and that's usually the end of it. Say please and thank you. Um, but, you know, don't label yourself as an introvert either or an extrovert or whatever you're don't, – don't fall to those labels because, you know, these, these people are hiring a professional. And so whether you're an introvert or an extrovert, it's time to be professional. And if there's something that you want or there's something that you need – You know, you got to speak up, Um, and I, you know, I think that would be pretty simple. You know, like I say, I don't, I don't know, but you know, when you're dealing with like a professional work, you gotta, you just gotta, you know, buck up. It's time to
1: be a pro. Get busy. Get busy with it. What do you think about that, Chaz? Um, my, I think, I think I need to like clarification on. Like because we're not photographers, right? Yeah, like why 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 do you need to command a crowd? Um I don't think you I don't think you really need to command a crowd. I think you I think you're doing um maybe crowd suggestions. Hey, you guys think you can move over here a little bit? I like the way that looks in the back.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um if it's hard for you to command, just ask a question. Um if you want it that bad, you'll say something. You'll speak up. You'll um you'll do it but other than that maybe find a way around having to ask people to do stuff if it makes you that uncomfortable um uh that's that's really it. like i think i would need to hear more on what this person is 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 like meaning when they say like, commanding the crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, I know somebody commented under her and was like, how do you get with, um, how do you, like, convince the photographers and the couple to give you, like, 30 seconds to get a shot? Just say it, you know? <laughs> talk talk with the photographer while they're shooting. Yo, um, are you going to do, this is what I say a lot, are you going to do anything and phone with the couple at the end? Just a couple.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They're like, yeah, we're just saving it to the end. It'll probably be about 15, 10 more minutes. And just let them do their thing, get you some shots in while they're 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 spending that ten or fifteen more minutes, and then towards the end you're like, all right, hey guys, um, let's do whatever, whatever. Yeah, you know, let me while you for a couple more minutes. Yeah, just just let me get a couple of seconds with you guys, and I've I've never got shot down. By mm-hmm. Um, um, and I've been like real chill with it. I, I'll tell you this though. I do have to be um, more aggressive when it comes to the bride getting her dress because I'm a guy and I'm sitting in the hallway. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting outside. People forget about me all the time. Like oh, I yeah. miss like I miss, like three brides getting dressed because of it. And I tell them <laughs> beforehand, like, don't forget about me. Yeah, let me know. Don't it. forget about me. But they get so in this mood and the emotions are high. They'll forget about you so you know, excuse my French, but I turned into a little dickhead when it's time for them to get dressed. And I'm bugging them Like, I'm really bugging him. Yeah. Because I, I hate missing it. You know? Yeah. Because if I was going to miss it, why did I hang out here? Why am I sitting here for, you know, a freaking hour <laughs> ready to get dressed? I, I can fake it like I do with the groom at the venue if it's that you know, if I'm going to miss the shot anyways.
0: Yeah. I feel you, dude. Have you ever had this? Uh, this is just kind of like a little side topic have you ever had a bride who insisted that you stay in while they were changing
1: i've had some pretty comfortable ones yeah that i was like i was feeling uncomfortable dude so (laughs) i've had two but one was pretty insistent
0: so like she was like it's time to get dressed and i was like all right cool like i'm gonna step out to the hall you know just have somebody let me know and just like stick their head out i'll be right here and uh you know i'll come back and she was like oh no you you stay and i was like (laughs) no like just just have somebody let me know and she's like no really like you should stay and get all this footage and i'm like boy." (laughs) i I was just like i'm not about to answer the questions of this groom like hey why are you why are you in there like why do we have this footage you know because like i was just like no i'm gonna step out you're walking a thin rope right now buddy no i'm not it was just like it was super awkward because like she like wanted me to stay and i was like I can't, like I don't want to be a part of this.
1: No, I'm that's, good.
0: that's not the life I live. <laughs> I'm good.
1: Yeah, not about to jam me up, Jack. Nope, <laughs> nope. <laughs> you know what's what's what is funny though. Uh,
0: you know how uh, some some brides do like the boudoir shoots uh, for yeah. their for their husbands or yeah. you know fiancés, whatever. I had this one uh, where his gift was a book of those pictures. Yeah, I've had two. Right, and he's sitting here sifting through them, and you know clearly enjoying them. And mm-hmm. then, like, his face changes, and he was like, wait a second, who took these? <laughs> and he looked right at me, and I was like, because, you know, I'm holding, I was holding a DSLR, so I looked like a photographer, and I was like, no, mm-hmm. sir, like, I wasn't there. Me, buddy. <laughs> but, like, he was just, like, he was having a good time with him, and then he just, like, his face changed, and he was like, hold up.
1: Like, yeah.
0: was this you? And I was like, no, 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 no. Oh, um, no, not me, buddy. Yeah, but he changed his mood quick, like, when he realized, like, wait, somebody took these. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I thought, um, I thought it was funny one time I recommended that, uh, I should expand into instead of boudoir, brodoir, right? Yeah. <laughs> and do, and do those shots, uh, for the wives. Like, you know, I think it would be funny, like a funny add
1: on. Um, yeah, they can have on like some lobster draws or yeah. stuff like that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I just, yeah. Th- I think it would just be really, really funny. Um, it'd
1: probably sell too, man.
0: Probably. I might try it. Um, but anyway, so that, those are our, our questions since we got a little more time. Do you want to do one more?
1: Mm, yeah. What's the, what's the the fourth
0: one? Uh, the colors in camera. Ooh.
1: okay.
0: I think okay. we have enough time if, unless you got to run. Do you got to run? No, I have nothing. To do. All right, cool. I do, but some we still contrast. got some time, so I'm I'm good. Um, yeah. So we're, we're going to do a fourth question, uh, a little a little add on here. Uh, this question is from Philip. Uh, I usually call him Phil when I reference Philip. I just I shorten
1: everybody's name down. Um, you know, some people some people get mad when people do that. They do, but it's it's so my like name is not Phil Aaron. <laughs>
0: Dude, I had that uh, the other day. So like the first time I ever meet somebody, uh, cool. and you know, you could be like, "Hey, my name's Philip." I'm like, "Hey, Phil, nice to meet you." Like it's instant. Uh, and I did this uh, probably like three or four weeks ago. This guy's <laughs> name was Matthew, um, and I was like, "Oh, nice to meet you, Matt." And he was like my name's Matthew. And I was like, <laughs> well, there went that one. <laughs> like, you know, you're like, well, they're probably not gonna to decide to yeah. use me. Um, my name is Matthew. Yeah. Like <laughs> it was just so insistent. And then dude, the, the stupid part is I slipped up and called him Matt again.
1: <laughs> I said, uh, my name is Matthew. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was so bad. Cause then like we were talking for a minute and I was like, Uh, It was more. It was more than one person in the conversation. I was like, "Oh, Matt, like, what about you?" And I was like, "Dang it!" I was like, "Well, dude, I'm really sorry. Like, you know, I don't mean to get your name wrong. It's just, it's just how I am. Um, Like, I shorten everybody's name down. Oh, My
1: goodness. Uh, Literally, it's too funny, boy.
0: Yeah. Except Chaz, I don't, I don't shorten Chaz. I usually lengthen Chaz. I call him Chazwick. Uh, Do people call you that ever, Chazwick? Um. No. Just just me. I don't know why. Like it just rolls off the tongue. Like Chaswick Reed.
1: Definitely not.
0: <laughs> oh, dude, that's great. Um so the the question from Phil uh was getting your colors correct in camera. And he gives an example here. Uh he says if you're in an environment uh that is giving the skin tones a green hue and you can't mitigate the issue by just turning off a light, what do you do? Um so getting colors correct in camera I think the vast majority of it is white balance yeah Um, now where this this can be an issue is if you're shooting like inside of a venue um, with you know regular lights and then they're also near a window so the bad thing about that is something's gonna be off-white balance right either the outside light is gonna be off color or the inside light is gonna be off color and you just have to decide Mm mm-hmm but You know, if if you're getting skin tones that are green, um, you know, most cameras, I I believe, I don't know about all cameras, but most have settings in the white balance where you can change the hue. Uh, So, you know, if if your white balance is proper, you know, if you're doing Kelvin or however you're doing it, um, and you're like, this still looks a little off, don't be afraid to dive into that little menu. It shouldn't take more than a minute or so. And, you know, change the slider around a little bit. You know, all the cameras I've used have like it's like a box and you just pull the color in a a direction. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, if you're getting some green tones, like slide it over to magenta a little uh, or, you know, near near a little bit of like blue or purple, um, just depending on the the shade of green that you're getting. Uh, But I think most of those uh, are going to be white balance problems. Mm -hmm.
1: What do you think? Yeah, only thing I can think of. Sometimes in like when you're outside and it's like a green area, the light is gonna bounce off of. Oh yeah, of there's the light, a
0: reflection you know. for sure.
1: You know, but if that's that's her dress though, you shouldn't be. She shouldn't be looking like an alien, you know. Right. So <laughs> I would I would look into like you might be using a, a custom white balance. You might be using a preset white balance. I don't know what you shoot on, again. Um, but like Aaron said, um, most of the time you can look inside of the white balance and see if you've changed something. I shot a long time mm-hmm. and I don't know how it happened, but it wasn't drastic, but my white balance wasn't like the colors weren't zeroed. It was like in like the green and it was like moved. I don't know how, Yeah. but you know, it didn't bother anything, but I noticed it, you know, a couple of months ago, dude, I, I made a
0: mistake one time, man. Uh, this was, I mean, this was like when I first started, I was shooting, uh, inside and the white, the auto white balance. Cause I, a lot of times I'll use auto white balance. Mm-hmm. Um, because unless I'm having a problem with how it looks, then I'll change it to Kelvin and, and dial it up or down. Well, you know, whatever yeah. I need. But this time was one of those times where like the white balance just wasn't looking right. So I was like, well, I'm going to dial in Kelvin. Right. And I went down to like, I don't know, maybe like thirty six hundred or so, uh, because it was like you know incandescent lighting, and I was like, "This, this is still a little too warm." Uh, but dude, then for like the next three hours, I forgot that I did that, and mm. you know this was before mm. I used an external monitor, and like this this the screen is small, right? Yeah. And like, <laughs> for, uh, and luckily it, it wasn't at the ceremony time, um, but like for the next like three hours. Like when I was doing outside and they were doing like group shots and stuff. Yeah. Uh, like it was all so blue. Like yeah. like, yeah. I just got to the computer and I was like, oh my gosh. Like yeah. I forgot. I've had Sega shooters do that
1: all the time, man. <laughs> all the time. Uh. All the time. And I might, like, I like give them an angle that I'm like dependent on. Like that's why I let them shoot the groom now. Like I, if I don't get the groom right, it's okay. But, you know, I've had, I've had the, uh, the second shooter that was like he thought he was like the the best thing smoking and mm-hmm. like his shot was out of focus oh god like you want a tripod bro right you just shooting at this one guy he ain't even moving <laughs> his shot was out of this was like this was like 3 years ago shot was out of focus underexposed um th- this would kill me how do you underexpose and then have your ISO cracked up so much you still get noise? <laughs> like. Oh, my gosh. I like, I bruh, know what you're you bringing in. You, I know this ISO noise. <laughs> but you probably shooting at, like, F9 with <laughs> F- your ISO at, like, 5,000 or something crazy. You a dummy. Those are, <laughs> yeah, those need to be
0: reversed. Um, yeah. And let, let's give one tip here uh, for the new shooters out there. Especially if you're going to like, you know I'm going to try to second shoot some and you know, kind of learn the ropes. So there's a couple rules. The first rule is any footage is better than no footage. Mm-hmm. So like if in doubt, just record it, right? Yeah. Because if, if whatever you're recording or whatever you're covering, um, if you don't have the footage, there's nothing you can do. Like bad footage mm-hmm. is always better than no footage. But... One thing I've noticed, and I don't use a lot of second shooters, but I've had to use some because, you know, if the couple wants to upgrade to a second shooter, then I've got to hire somebody. Right. Um, the one thing I always notice with the people second shooting is, so once you have your shot, don't mess with it. Like, it just bothers me so much when, like, they'll set up a shot and then you can feel them through this video. They're like, oh, that's, that's not what I wanted. Let me change mm-hmm. it. But meanwhile, they're covering the person speaking on a toast. Yeah. So, like, just leave it, like, get your focus and leave it alone. You know, like, the, you don't need to move. You don't need to, you know, try to change which third they're in or whatever you're doing. Like, get them in focus and don't touch that junk unless they move out of frame. Right. Uh. But, yeah, just, just get the shot and stop. Just get it and stop. That's my best recommendation if you're trying to second shoot. If you try mm. to be too fancy, if you're like, Oh, let me get, you know, non angles of this with my gimbal. It's, just don't do that. Like learn the basics. Walk walk before you run people.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> um and, and don't um don't uh don't uh I guess you would call it rack zoom if you're shooting on like a 70 to 200. I had somebody that was doing that through a ceremony a couple of years ago and it was like slowly Zooming in on the 70 to 200 <laughs> and they like slowly zooming out. And I was like, what the heck? What, what granddaddy video camera were you trying to?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. You know, one thing that looks so amateurish um, and I never, never do that. I don't have Zoom lenses, but if I did, don't do this. It's like when you're watching somebody's video, uh, you know, if they want like some feedback or something. And they're mm-hmm. like, they're like looking at somebody and then it's like that quick, like, zoop, like zoom in, like where they're oh, like, zo- yeah, like, don't do that. Like, cut that part out.
1: Just don't. They, keep They probably like watch Casey Neistat on like his vlogs. And but stuff. that's what
0: it's going to look like, though. It's going to look like a yeah. vlog and not like a, you know, a fine art.
1: Yeah. Mm. Oh, man. Wild, man.
0: I always hate that. Like, why would you leave that? It's terrible. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Or so. the other thing that bothers me is if, like, you know, they're doing like a panning shot on their gimbal, and mm-hmm. then they leave in the part where they start to go back the other direction and then cut. So it's like this. And oh then yeah, 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 very. Yeah, like cut
1: it out, man. Yeah, cut it out. Like just don't. You don't yeah. need that. <laughs> yeah. Or or they do the or they do the same thing and add in the um like a crossfade and uh, you can see like the thing going yeah. back like during just, the crossfade. Just like, very faint. <laughs> yeah, like that's that wasn't supposed to be in there, guy.
0: No, and. Uh, another tip, I'm just filling these tips right now. Yes, more. are. Uh, stop using transitions, people.
1: Hmm.
0: Like, so what? I guess it depends on your style. If you want it to look like a travel video, maybe do some transitions. Or if you want a little right. like, you know, like PowerPoint, then maybe you want some transitions.
1: Yeah.
0: But, like, if you watch a great film, you know, like you go to the movies and, and watch something that, you know, is well respected, they're not doing that. There's no, like, They're just not doing it like Mm -hmm. 99% of the time. It's just a normal cut. Um, If you're going to use a transition, use it properly. If you're going to use a fade or a cross dissolve, like you got to understand that's to, in the filmmaking world, that's to show that a amount of time has passed. Yeah. Right. So if you want to make the audience understand, like some time has passed, you might could slide in a dissolve, but if you're just doing it because you have a lot of slow motion that you need to put together, just stop. Don't do that. And the other thing. This is the last one I promised, Chaz. This guy's going in. Something that I notice a lot of new people do is their titles. So, again, you got to go, go back to the base, right? For my style, I want my stuff to feel like a movie. Like an mm-hmm. actual movie. Like I want it to seem like all these people are watching a movie about them. Mm-hmm. Like when's the last time you saw like a major a major release and they had some weird like cursive drawing titles in the middle of their video. Like, gosh, I hate that Chaz. Nothing. it well, it's just like, it's like they pulled it straight out of Microsoft PowerPoint and was like, I'm going to add this slide.
1: Yeah. You guys do know that you can get like different fonts from like, I think it's, what is it? One thousand and one fonts.com. And they're like free. And mm-hmm. You can, you can add those into whatever your um, your video editing thing is, and you can you can change it up. You don't have to stick with like the regular stuff. Yeah, but.
0: just just make it tasteful. Like, don't I don't know. I hope you know what I mean. But if you don't, text me and I'll answer it in more more depth. Um, yeah, dude, that just that bothers me. Um, another thing that bothers me. <laughs> Is like if you're shooting, you know, in a 24 frame timeline project, yeah. and then you you throw in some 60 frames a second, and then don't slow it down.
1: Yeah. Like or you don't or you don't slow it down like completely. It bothers me uh, when it's not slowing completely down. Yeah. Or you slow it down too much.
0: Oh, then it's all jittery. Oh God! Uh, don't ever slow down 24.
1: <laughs> Have you seen that?
0: You know what I'm talking about when they're I like do. do, do and I'm just like, why? Why are you going to do these things to yourself? Because it never looks good. It's never going to be good. <laughs> it's never. And if it's in sixty, slow it down. All right. Because if you're putting it in a a project like this, and you leave it in sixty, it's going to look like some live action mess, and it's disgusting. <laughs> Stop it. Oh, you have man. to. <laughs> Doing, man. I don't know, man. I feel like it's been so long. I just got a lot to get off my chest. <laughs>
1: I think you just I think you just gave all the nuggets of the day away right there, man. So, no, I
0: didn't, man. Oh, you got to do a nugget. I forgot about the nugget.
1: <laughs> that was nuggets right
0: there. No, those weren't nuggets. I don't I don't do nuggets. I do tips. You got to you you're the nugget guy.
1: So, oh my goodness. Terrible. Um, well. <laughs> I guess it's time for the nugget of the day. Drop that beautiful, um, nugget of the Drop <laughs> That it was,
0: beautiful okay. bean footage. That's what you're gonna say. <laughs> <Yeah>, that's <laughs> what I was gonna say. <laughs> oh, dude, that's, that's what so I was funny. gonna say
1: too. Um, happy fourth, um, everybody. We're recording this on the fourth, so maybe it's maybe that's what I was thinking of. Some beans. Some, some, I don't know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> What's your nugget though?
1: <laughs> so let me see here. Um, Chaz. This time, the nugget of the day. The nugget of the day, man. The nugget of the day. The nugget of the day, man. Okay, so I had this bride. She contacted me. She was, her wedding's next year. Spoke with her and her fiance on the phone. Great couple. They love me. So they were like, all right, so we're going to refer you to our, our wedding um, coordinator. So she'll probably be the next one to get in contact with you. So, you know, me, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to switch up who I am because of, you know, who I'm talking to. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm me, I'm chill, I'm laid back, I'm country, I'm funny. Right. That's me. So apparently when I, you know, had the, the FaceTime call with the couple and the wedding planner, the wedding planner wasn't feeling me. She she thought I was unprofessional because hmm? I was like, I was like chill. Like, yeah, you know, just I talk to you like you're my family. Yeah, I'm the same way. She felt that was very unprofessional. Hmm. She did not want the couple to book me. <clears throat> she went to the point where she was calling other vendors asking about my reputation. What? And everybody said the same thing. Like, yeah, that's just the way he is. You know, he's cool. You know, um, I don't think he was being unprofessional or anything. So it really bothered me. Um, the bride called me and she was like, hey, just a heads up, you know, the planner. she wasn't feeling you. Um, blah, blah, blah. She was calling other people, this and that. And she was like, I'm just telling you, we like you. You know, we love you. Rule on the book you. Everybody else, she's referred to us. We don't like them. Their work is OK. Um, and. She was just like, you know, I just want to put it in your ear. Mm-hmm. And my I think my nugget of the day is um don't don't try to be don't try to be a crowd pleaser to the point where you lose yourself mm-hmm. and your authenticity. You know. Um if the couple likes you, that's all that matters. You know, it's not the planner. Like the planner was legit. Like fighting to not have me booked. That's crazy. But, you know, I know she felt pretty good when she had to send me that that um, email (laughs) confirming that the couple wanted to book me Mm -hmm. and I needed to send the invoice and contract over. Mm. So just be true to who you are. You know, it shows in your work. Let it show in your personality. Let it show on your website, your social media. Just shine, man. If the couple ain't for you, they ain't for you. So what? That's right. Thousands of people get married a year just because you missed that one. That don't mean nothing. Like, I can't tell you how many times I had to. I was booked. So I had to refer somebody. And the couple ended up booking them. But they, like, hit me up with, like, the sob story of, like, oh, man, I wish, you know, mm-hmm. we were able to book you or whatever. You know, so just,
0: just be yourself. Whatever, so.
1: guys. Just be you or do you. Do you. Word.
0: You do you. I like that. That's a great nugget. Well, Chaz, I got to go. I had to go over to the mall. Um, I apparently have to buy some Fourth of July shirts for my children for pictures. Mm. Uh, so I'm going to go do that. It's been real. It's been fun. I'm glad we're back on season two. Um, we got a lot of cool stuff coming. We ain't figured it out yet, but I know it's going to be
1: cool. There you go.
0: <laughs> Anything else for anybody, Chaz, for the listeners? Man,
1: I got nothing, brother.
0: Dude, this was fun. Uh, as always, thanks for listening. Uh, we really appreciate the support and the messages we get. Um, I mean, we get messages from people all over the, all over the world. Um, and it's always humbling to me, you know, to have somebody, you know, in New Zealand or, you know, Japan or whatever. And they're like, Hey, like love your podcast. Like it's really helping. Uh, and that's, that's such a good feeling. Um, because that's what me and Chaz want to do. We want to help people, uh, be great. Um, so with that said, you know, make sure to subscribe, uh, and let us know the things you want to hear about. Join the group. Um, and just, you know, just comment like, hey, I'd love to hear more about this. Me and Chaz will be uh, more than happy to cover those things. But as always,
1: man, you got to give me like a, dude, like a, it's, it's you got <laughs> I feel like, I, like you were leaning forward. I know, and I was a, like, I did. was like, I was anticipating. I was like, what is he about to say next? <laughs> is it my turn to say the, the the formal piece or what? Like,
0: yeah, well, I when don't I, know. It's when I lean in, it's time for peace,
1: man. Okay, let's try it again.
0: All right. As always. Peace. (laughs) We suck at this. We're going to get better. We're going to work on that, everybody. Yeah.
1: Peace.